Well, 
I work with hard x-rays, so basically that means materials, elements that are heavier than, way heavier than oxygen, for example. What do you mean hard x-ray? Uh, you can uh, split uh, x-ray, well, when you go up from the ultraviolet, you first get soft x-rays, which are very low in, well, relatively low in energy. And uh, when you increase the energy, you eventually end up in the hard x-ray region. So it's a, a line drawn into water. Uh, but uh, as a rule of thumb, soft x-rays typically require use of a vacuum, whereas with hard x-rays, they pass through materials uh, much more easily and uh, can be used for, can be used in uh, much more complex environments such as uh, uh, commercial battery cells and, and uh, so, so on. So you're looking at, you have a material and you are uh, pointing x-rays at them and getting a spectrum from them, from, yeah. from, from this process. Mm -hmm. Why to do that? What's the, what's the use? When, when you scan the energy of x-rays or the wavelength of x-rays, uh, you eventually, because uh, x-ray photons, they carry energy, eventually you put enough energy into those photons that they can kick out the electrons that uh, revolve around the atomic nucleus. And uh, that you see as an increase in absorption. But uh, it's not just uh, an abrupt, in, well, it is a, like, um, a sudden increase in the absorption, but it also has fine structure. And that fine structure can tell us a lot about the um, atomic environment of the absorbing atom. So you can get chemical information out of absorption spectrum, you can get uh, distances to the neighboring atoms, you can get uh, out information about the types of the atoms surrounding it. So a lot of uh, microscopic information is packed into absorption spectrum. So like one of, as I understand it, the, the good thing about this x-ray is that it's a uh, this sort of non-invasive, you don't have to break down the material to understand it. <laughs> well, <laughs> to understand the structure, or? <laughs> well, <laughs> it sort of depends. Uh, people usually say that x-rays are non-destructive method, uh, but that is not always true. Some samples are more sensitive to x-rays than the others, and uh, sometimes uh, radiation might break uh, samples up. But... Uh, if we are lucky, we also get some information <laughs> from the breaking, uh, from, from the breaking, or from the state before the breaking happens. Also, it was fun when you said like X-rays are not invasive. I thought like yeah, when you scan a person with X-rays, that those are very invasive. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I meant that you can see the structure without breaking. Yeah, yeah, apart. without taking yeah. apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it it really depends, uh, but uh, quite often you can just. Uh, take your sample and put it into the beam and uh, measure stuff. Because the good thing about x-rays is that uh, x-ray absorption spectrum is element sensitive. Every element has their own uh, ionization energies at the core levels. So you can make a distinction between different, different uh, elements. So basically you can have a lot, a lot of different kinds of, uh, 
uh, stuff around your element of interest, but it doesn't really matter because you can always separate the one you are interested in. Well, at least in most cases. Um, so now we have the picture of what you're doing. So basically shooting X-ray at materials so that mm. you and can hoping, study. Hoping to get some data. Yeah, and, and to study their, their composition, their properties and stuff. So are you researching the properties of materials for some applications? Are you looking for the optimal material for some kind of instrumentation or any kind of application? It really depends on the project at hand, because we do lots of different kinds of projects with, with uh, different collaborations and um, lots of uh, research questions come from outside our, of our lab. So very typical example is that somebody has an idea and we have another idea how to find out some information about how to get that idea done. Uh, so. We've worked on something that is very basic re research, very fundamental, uh, that doesn't have uh, any direct applications. But uh, then again, we have also studied like um, Fischer-Tox catalysis, which is uh, uh, a method to produce uh, uh, long hydrocarbons uh, out of uh, simple uh, syn gases like uh, um, hydrogen and uh, carbon monoxide. So, which is something that is nowadays used uh, to produce very clean, well, fuels, for example. And uh, also we've done a lot of research on, uh, on battery cells, how, what is going on in the electrode when the battery is charged and decharged and uh, what happens uh, when the cell breaks down. In your lab, as you said, there is a real X-ray lab. Mm -hmm. There is a proper mm -hmm. X-ray lab in, in, in this building, in the physics department at the University of Helsinki. And I know that when you're in your lab, you have to wear the white coat like a real <laughs> scientist. And also you have a particular instrument with you all the time when you're in the lab, which is called a dosimeter. Mm -hmm. Tell us about all this lab equipment well, that you have to wear. Well, lab equipment, uh, uh, well, we are physics labs, labs, so we don't really have to wear the white coat. Oh, you just do it because it's cool. It's, uh, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, some, sometimes during sample preparation, uh, it's uh, used to have uh, your clothes protected from spills and so on. So, But uh, I don't wear that like every day. Ah, okay. <laughs> Just for the pictures. Just for the pictures. The but dose, dose meter uh, is uh, mandatory because uh, we are naturally dealing with uh, dangerous radiation uh, and uh, we have to be monitored uh, for radiation exposure so so the dosimeter is basically counting how many how much radiation you are you are getting every day yeah and uh, so far there has been no uh, <laughs> uh, no ex exposure <laughs> over the threshold but uh, and I hope it stays like that the important is that you continue to monitor your radiation income mm. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so you're also helping build the instrument. Yeah. Can you go a little bit more into that? What is it that you are um, specifically uh, trying to improve in it or do differently? Well, we built uh, the instrument uh, I've been using the most. We built it uh, from scratch. So basically we uh, got a bunch of uh, motors and uh, an X-ray tube and crystals and detectors and then put them together to make a working instrument. So it is not just uh, helping or improving, we are actually building our own setups. Uh, well, I guess most of the experimentalists are, but uh, th then again, there are like black box uh, solutions, which you can buy directly from, from some company, but uh, we don't do that. And by black box, you mean that it, it's already done, you don't know what's inside? Mm, quite often, yes. And how does an X-ray detector work? So wh which are the components? Like, for example, why do you need crystals? And, and where does the yeah. light come from? Where let's, do have you, what? let's have an IKEA manual of what goes where and why. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, so, but please make it more clear than the IKEA manual, because those yeah, are very okay. hard to understand. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, the instrument we have, uh, the X-ray absorption spectrometer, it's... Um, Basically very simple, just three different parts. You have the X-ray tube that produces the X-rays. You have the monochromator crystal that takes the polychromatic X-rays and uh, picks one certain photon energy or wavelength and then focuses it on the detector, uh, which, well, we have uh, different de types of detectors, but all of them uh, are based, uh, well, when a photon hits the detector, it produces uh, either light or or electric current, which is then measured and uh, turned into a signal. Well, when you get the light, okay, a signal. Okay, now I'm not getting it. That's why um, I, I don't usually like to explain stuff without having a blackboard with me because it's much easier to draw and yes. then point at things. That's uh, this thing does that and this thing does that and so on. I was thinking how you interpret the signals. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> there's a lots of information going on uh, in, in the signals. And uh, so it is affected uh, by the chemical environment, by the physical environment. And uh, so it's not always simple. Uh, the sim simplest case is to, let's say we have something, we have material that we sort of know what it is, but uh, there's something missing. Perhaps we don't know uh, the oxidization state or stoichiometry or, or something like that. Or maybe we don't know uh, the distance is uh, to the neighboring atoms or something. So we can use reference compounds to help to interpret uh, what's happening in the, in the spectrum. That's so basically we just measure a bunch of uh, different compounds and see how they compare to the one uh, we are interested in, uh, which is the most straightforward way, but can also be misleading in some cases. We can also do computer simulations, and that's uh, uh, the next level of uh, interpretation. I haven't done that much, but uh, it's the computational spectroscopy is uh, it's field as its own, so 
it can get uh, really complicated. And also, if you are sitting so at a computer, you can't wear the lab coat. Or maybe you could, but it wouldn't look cool. You, yeah, <laughs> you sh shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't take the lab coat out of the lab. <laughs> but uh, in a nutshell, it's, it's complicated. But fun, right? Uh, it's, it's interesting. If, if, thi if things are going well, then it's fun also. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes uh, you just uh, have the graph on your screen and you have no idea what it tells you. And, uh, it's, uh, well, it's research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I was saying, it's complicated, complicated as everything in science. Mm. Can I ask about your um, physics award that you received? Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, so you got a Young Research Award. For, uh, for your master's work. Mm, yeah. Could you tell us a bit about that? So in my master's thesis, I studied, uh, I did a theoretical study on X-ray diffraction properties or X-ray reflectivity properties of these bent crystals, which are used uh, to monochromatize the radiation. And... Um, it started in 2012 when I did my summer internship at, uh, at ESRF, the European Synchrotron uh, in Grenoble, France. And there, well, uh, my original uh, plan or tasks, task was to help with uh, disassembling and uh, assembling the new beam line there. But... Uh, before the old one was uh, decommissioned, uh, they did some tests with these analyzer crystals and, and uh, I was following what is going on, well, without understanding much. And, um, and uh, there was this, some, when they did the scans, you can see on a 2D detector that there is this uh, hourglass shape forming and then disappearing and I asked, What's, what's that about, uh, what, what explains that, and they said that nobody knows. So I, I found that interesting and I started working with the theory uh, linear elasticity and, uh, and uh, X-ray diffraction, what happens when you take a flat piece of crystal wafer and uh, bend it on a spherical surface, and I came up with a theory that uh, or with a model that explains uh, pretty much what we see uh, on, on the on the detector when we do the measurements and uh, it led to a couple of publications and eventually to my master's thesis and, uh, and eventually to the award from that is the, so cool yeah from the Finnish Physical Society or Suomen Fysikkoseua and that is like uh, the very typical story you read about Saying, well, his scientists going like, what is that? And then you you start wondering, why is that um, the question, you know? Well, what, what's, what's causing it? So how did you actually get the idea of how to approach what is that? By trial and error. <laughs> um, I, had, uh, I, I think I had a couple of uh, unsuccessful attempts, but I have no idea what was my approach. But uh, eventually I had this idea that Hey, if you take a, a bottom of a soda can or beer can and take a piece of paper and try to press it on that uh, concave surface, it doesn't fit, but it uh, 
makes these crumbles. Yeah. So or wrinkles, and uh, kind of. Then then I got the idea that hey maybe this is something that is going on with these uh, crystal wafers as well. The, of course they are much thicker and uh, much uh, more stiff than paper, but uh, maybe that's why bigger people haven't really noticed that. Oh wow! wow. Were you were you at a pub when you thought about this? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking beer. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, super cool. And I have one last question before we can torture you with Cytagory, which is our game. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how does your normal day look like? So, do you just go to the lab and shoot x-rays at things, or...? Mm, mostly, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I usually sleep quite late. I am not a morning person, but uh, eventually I'll get... Uh, to work. To, to work, and... Uh, well, well, it depends on the day. Uh, we, of course, want to utilize our instrument as much as possible, but, uh, of course, I am not the only employee there. Mm. So I might be doing measurements, I might be doing data analysis, I might be doing teaching uh, or maybe my own exercises. It really depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I'd say there is no... Typical day, apart from the fact that I come here every day and do some sciencey stuff. <laughs> Nerdy cool. stuff. Okay, but we are ready to go to Cytagory. Yes. So, this is the part of our episodes where we have five categories that are um, somehow uh, connected to our guest, and we generate a random letter, and then we have two minutes per round to fill all the categories, starting with that letter. Mm-hmm. And the categories for today are, number one, materials, which are the things you shoot x-rays at. Number two is topics for a science communication video. And that's because, Ape, you started recently to make sciencey videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about it later, <laughs> yes. later on. And number three is stuff you can make spectra of. Now we know. Now that we know what a spectrum is. Number four is stuff that can be turned into a musical instrument, and that's because you are like music and especially mm-hmm. metal music, and and you also play. Yeah. And number five is all about X-rays, so we can say whatever we want about it. Cool. About them. Yes. Uh, if you Ape click on on the on the screen here and generate a random letter then we can start so we will fill those categories together and we have two minutes and okay. if you I click in there yeah. it's S. S. okay nice spectra let's start now <laughs> three two one wait three two one now materials sand sulfur sulfur yeah. sand is also a material okay we will put do two do Two. Sulfur sand. Sulfur <laughs> sand. Nice. Topics for a psychom video. Spectra. <laughs> that's a bit that's very good. Science. 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 Science is a very wide topic for science. Sun. Sun. Yeah. My topic. Your, your expertise. <laughs> shoe. I don't know what kind of science you can do with the shoe, but I'm sure there's a way to. Detectorina shoe box. Ah. 
Ah, shoe yeah, box, that's nice. Shoebox detector. Spectrometer, of course. Oh, spectrometer. So Spe workings behind. Like, comma, the work behind. <laughs> uh, How to make your own spectrometer. Spectrometer, colon, how to make your own. Yes, at home, with an IKEA instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stuff, stuff you can make spectra of solar radiation. Yay! Mm. Yay! I like when we can put the sun everywhere. And I guess you can also put sand, right? It's crystal. <laughs> Spectra of a sun. Okay, solar radiation, sand. Again, we like sand. Stuff that can be turned into a musical instrument. Shoe. Really? Oh, sandal. Oh, and that was percussion instrument. Yes, sandal. <laughs> that noise was his sandal. Yeah, he, he actually took his sandal off and showed us how to do how to do music with a sandal. All about X-rays. Special. Structure. Soft, structure. Soft Stru X. Soft X-rays. Soft X-rays. Soft. No. Soft and hard. Soft and hard. Because that's how you divide X-rays. So we call them. We also have tender. Somewhere in between. Oh, that's true. Tender X so we put soft versus tender versus or high, hard. And that's oh. one way to classify X-rays at different energies. And structures, because we need structures. Look! Yay! Please, please notice the spooky music that we chose this time. You can see a, like a five-year-old girl with braids and coming in a freaky little... <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay. <laughs> Um, Let's get another letter. No, before going to round two, I wanted to ask Ape about his YouTube channel. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. You have a couple of videos there, and we just yeah. watched one before about um, uh, about a dosimeter. So how, how is how is this? Uh, how, how did the idea come out? And are you enjoying it? And also and what's we. The goal? Well, it it might come as a surprise, but uh, I do use this thing called internet sometimes, and uh, I sometimes watch videos uh, from it on it. So um, and uh, when I was younger, I with my brothers and and friends, we used to make uh, all, all kinds of videos as well, and yes. Uh, well, there's a lot of uh, uh, experience and expertise that I have uh, gathered uh, during these years uh, studying science. So I thought it would be a nice idea to make uh, you know, a popularized uh, uh, content about it. And also it's very cool because normally you see that like most of the content on the internet about science is um, about well, a lot of astrophysics, like space-related stuff. But, I mean, you're talking about, like, materials and x-rays, which is a kind of niche topic. So it's very nice that you're starting to... Yeah, and it's it's weird because materials are everywhere. <laughs> we, we, too, are materials. That's that's true. That's true. So... You should check it out. Especially we will link, we will link uh, your YouTube channel in, in the, the description, description box. So check it out. And you're working now on a new video. So new videos yes, are coming. and... Uh, I don't promise any deadline. I hope it will be out <laughs> uh, when this uh, podcast will be out too, but uh, no promises made. Well, that's okay. very cool. Because I have to say, I have watched other like physics videos and they're very, you know, how does this work? But yours was very, was very bloggy in that we're with you. It was very, it was very approachable and very friendly. So I recommend you to watch it. And very fun. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Whoops. Uh, let's go to round two. Please open. Mm -hmm. Puff. Puff. 
P. P. Oh, I'm liking the letters today. That's great. Uh, let's start in three, two, one, now. Phosphor. Oh, phosphor. You read that with a P? Yes. yes. Oh my God. E every, every, phos. I don't know how to write that. Every time when we play Cytagory, I learn how to write things. That's great. <laughs> yeah, close enough. I, <laughs> um, topics for a Cycon video. Phosphor. <laughs> Podcasting. Ah, podcast. Pod to make eight. Po po podcasting <laughs> tips. No, but that's not popular. Like, like that's popular. Popular. Popularizing science. Yeah, but that's this sort of meta. 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 Plutonium. Can you make spectra of plutonium? Yes, you can. Okay, so stuff you can make spectra of. Is Although I, I don't want to make one in our lab because that's very <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <a little> unhealthy. <laughs> we've, studied, we've studied uranium, but... Uh, really? Oh, yeah, wow. It's, it's not that uh, uh, radioactive, believe it or not. Let's go for uh, stuff that can be turned into a musical instrument. Pot. A pot. pot, like yes, you know, the cooking yes, one. Cooking, cooking that, that's the that's best one. When you and then you use the wooden spoon and like yeah, that's right. another I'm, percussion. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm thinking about different kind of pots, but uh, I don't know how you make music out of. Maybe you can use it as an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now I get oh. it. <laughs> All about X-rays. Um, pa. Photons. Oh. Photons. Oh, photons. 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 You're much better in another this than page. I am. Oh my god, photons. That's yeah, a great so one. So, last one. Topics for a Psycom video. Um, uh, 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 um. Pop. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> the creepy. The creepy. Oh, we were so close. Popularizing podcast. Well, well, we had that already. Yeah. We can. Yeah, you know, popularizing science. That's. But that's then meta, like Psycom inside Psycom. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, it maybe I should, it's an inception of psychomic. Yeah, maybe maybe I should do that because uh, do, while I uh, film another video, I can have some guy to film another. Oh, while I'm doing that. Doing so it. I get two videos at the same time. And right? yeah, inception of videos. Well, at mm. least you could definitely put that at the end or as an extra of how how I made this video. It's always interesting to see how people make videos. Yeah. Okay, let's go for the last round. No, I wanted to first know about. Shooting X-rays at uranium. Oh, okay, also, because we recently had an episode with about Camille, nuclear yes. stuff with 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 Camille, uh, our guest, a couple of episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Yes. So now we know everything about uranium and plutonium, mm -hmm. and we so how is it to at the nuclear shoot waste. to yep. shoot X-rays at uranium? Yeah, to my understanding, the fact that we don't know everything about uranium is why we shoot them at. <laughs> uh, shoot shoot them with x-rays <laughs> um yeah the problem with uh with uranium and other radioactive compounds is that uh, well well they are problem when they come out uh, of a nuclear mm -hmm. reactor mm -hmm. and uh, you want to store them for a long time but uh, we don't know the chemistry sufficiently well because it's very difficult to study stuff that is very radioactive and uh, whereas uh, X-ray spectroscopy is a very uh, well-used method to study uh, chemistry and uh, structure of uh, 
material some atomic level uh, it's usually done at uh, synchrotrons at large scale institutes uh, particle accelerators uh, but most of the synchrotrons don't want any radioactive stuff there mm -hmm. for obvious yeah. reasons and uh, this is a uh, why our instrument uh, has uh, involved uh, interest in the actinite research community so that uh, you could uh, build these compact instruments into uh, radiation safe uh, environments so you can uh, study uh, you can study the chemistry of uh, these compounds uh, much better mm -hmm. and much safer yeah. without trying to get uh, uh, permissions uh, to transport uh, samples through through Europe and like you, you don't have to deal with uh, that much bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Okay, now we can go to the last round, Stephanie. Yep. Okay. Give us a good letter SPL. because we're having fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. Uh, oh, oh. SPO. Mm -hmm. Spooky. <laughs> I, sorry. Yeah. Today, 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 today are so fun, Steph. Yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Now we had oh materials. materials, ozone. Isn't that well? Sure. Well, it's an element. It's it. it well, it's a well, compound. It's, it's, it's a compound. It's a compound. Okay, then it's totally a material. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a material. Ozone. Topics for a cyclone video. Um, ozone layer. <laughs> that's, cheating. Cheating. <laughs> that's cheating again. Fine, fine. Mm, stuff you can make spectra of ozone layer. Uh, ozone works for everything. <laughs> no, you can't turn ozone into a musical instrument. Watch me. <laughs> Hold my beer. Um, topics for a cyclone video. Osteoporosis. What? Yeah, that's a good one. You can study also that with X-rays. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, with imaging, but uh, okay. still X-rays. So you can make spectra of osteoporosis. Uh, like uh, well, in principle, I guess. Okay, so but we will we will use that for that. But like osteoporosis, when your your bones are your density is changed, like becoming less dense, right? Guess what? I don't know how to write osteoporosis. <laughs> well, it's fine. We understand. Uh, stuff that can be turned into a musical instrument. Also, Psychon video. And all about x-rays with O. Yes. Oops, I... Oops. Oops. And oops, that's good for good topic. Yes, topics for a Accidents in In science, yes. Oops. Oh, that's good, actually, yeah. Oops. Accidents. Which, of course, that never happened in our lab. Never accidents, <laughs> never. We are professionals. Yeah. Oh, that's a great Psychom video. We should do that. Oops. Actually, that is a very cool one. Oops, I did it again. Accidents in my lab. Okay. Oh, oh what? No. no, I wanted to find a musical instrument with O. And about X-ray. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, boy. Oh, yeah. That's but that is actually that's an instrument. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. well. Oh, well. But that, that one... Oysters, you huh? can you can take the oyster shells and oh, make another percussion. Basically, true. you can take any object and make a percussion. Uh, oyster object. shells. Object. That's uh, that's better because uh, you can take any object and turn it into a percussion instrument. 
That's true. Object. Uh, no, but I like the idea of cheating. the oyster shell. Okay, well, we have that. Okay. Well, no. The, I tell you what. The ozone. I'm still. I still don't know if we can turn turn the ozone into musical instrument. So not not basically everything. But hey, we may we may not have finished all the categories, but I had a lot of fun with these ones. We we, we found nice categories for this for yeah. this episode. Yeah. But still about the osteoporosis thing. I mean, osteoporosis is when your um, bones become less dense, right? Mm. Okay. So if you're imaging them, so you you're basically you see the difference yeah. in density or so you're basically taking mm. X-rays of your bones. Mm. Yeah, you could yeah, uh, do imaging uh, to measure the density differences, but uh, I guess you could also have, let's say you have some kind of medicine for that, some kind of uh, molecule that contains, let's say, iron. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but you could uh, measure the spectrum of iron in that molecule. Ah, yes. Maybe when it's... Uh, uh, binding to another uh, molecule protein or collagen or whatever and uh, so basically only your imagination is the limit <laughs> so. <laughs> That's very nice. so yeah basically we can shoot what we learned from from this episode is that we can shoot x-rays at all the things but don't try this at home <laughs> first yeah. make make Go. your own make your own little uh, x-ray machine actually yeah. one thing we haven't asked you when we were talking about the instrument uh, you have here at the lab in our department uh, how big is the machine because of course if one if one thinks about about so if you for example compare it with these big machines like the mm. synchrotron mm. the synchrotron facilities they're huge but how big is the one in here it's about uh, one meter times one meter in size maybe half a meter or less upwards so so it's a portable it, machine. You can fit well, it not, in a not, car. Well, not quite portable. But you can fit it you, in a you car. You could, if, if you take the optical table, which is very heavy, and put it on a car, yeah, you could uh, move it around. But uh, our instrument, uh, especially with the, all the cooling water and, uh, and stuff, it's not very, very movable. <laughs> but in principle, yeah, you could do a movable instrument. Cool, cool, cool. Ooh. And for now, we are going towards the end of this episode. Thank you, Ape, for now. And Thank now, you very much. Thanks for asking me. And now Steph is going to tell us some science anecdote, which is related to X-ray, if I'm not mm. yes. wrong, right? Yes. Well, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a quickie one. It's about penicillin. So during the war times, of course, all, um, of course, uh, we all know that there was a need for um, penicillin, which had just been found by Fleming a couple of years back. So one of the big names in um, X-ray crystallography is Dorothy Hodgkin, who in the end of the Second World War actually found the structure of penicillin. So of course they knew penicillin was good to, as an antibiotic, but you had to be able to see the structure of it to make it. And she was the one who solved that big puzzle using X-rays, um, among other molecules. So she's the biomolecule um, person. Person, yeah. She can, she she could identify the structures of the molecules, like um, insulin, as well, and mm -hmm. other vitamins. Um, and another important name also with X-ray imaging is Rosalind Franklin, 
who you don't really hear about, you, th- you hear about... Um, so when you think about the DNA, you think about Watson and Crick who discovered that it was a double helix, but actually they made that claim based on her X-ray photograph, the famous X-ray photograph, um, where you can see the little X um, of the double helix of the DNA. So they both used X-rays for, um, for looking at the structures of the molecules. Oh, X-rays are really useful. Yeah, I, I, you know, as I said, usually you think about X-rays when you're breaking a bone, but they're really useful in to look at a lot of stuff lot of inside, like in science in general, like molecules to looking at properties of the sun. So it's a kind of a big microscope. Yeah. You you yeah, you look at a... you look at the very fine structures of and like at the uh, in a very small scale of mm, things, mm. but in huge machines. It's a very big well, microscope. Or with uh, smaller machines, conventional X-ray tubes. But after, thank you very much for this episode. And happy Halloween, everyone. Don't get too scared. Yes. With ghosts in town. When the line between the unseen and the seen is broken. Today you are so inspired, <laughs> Steph. <laughs> very scientific. Very scientific. <laughs> and see you in two weeks. See Bye. You. Thank you again, Abby. Bye. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> the science basement.